0: Anything that is meaningful in this life is difficult because it requires you to adopt the responsibility for it. And that responsibility is real. The responsibility that you take on within yourself in the pursuit of a goal or a career or an intimate relationship, it often manifests itself in the form of immense difficulty, both internally and externally. And only through, only through the pursuit of real and meaningful effort can those things be properly attained and pursued. Because otherwise, you're just wading through life with no real purpose and goal. Welcome to The Starving Artist, episode 27. I think we're on 27. I'm not sure. The Starving Artist is brought to you by Liquid IV. Liquid IV's mission is to help people everywhere live better lives, to optimize the body, hydrate those in need, and better the planet. From the electrolyte multiplier to the triple hydration single use packets, Liquid IV is becoming a staple in the hydration game and is an incredible product for anyone looking to expand their overall health and fitness. Visit liquid-iv.com. Use promo code Casey Ryan Music at checkout for 20% off. Again, that's liquid-iv.com. Promo code Casey Ryan Music at checkout for 20% off. How's it going, everybody? Um, my name is Casey Ryan. One more time, welcome to The Starving Artist. 27 episodes. Pretty crazy. Moving right along here. Um, what's been going on this week? Um, well, I got some pretty big news that is going to be hopefully immensely beneficial to my music career. Unfortunately, I can't disclose it at this time. But when the when the press release is out and it's official, I'm very happy to be able to announce it. Um, so that it's interesting when things uh, that's that's somewhat in line with both the chaos the randomness and the deterministic qualities of existence and life in general i think i often struggle with and and this is a daily thing for me i struggle with 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 the understanding and the patience that the work that i put in every day both inwardly and externally having those things being rewarded right away. Music is something that I started to pursue about six years ago. I've been taking it seriously for about four, I would say. The first couple years were kind of just wading through the process and building up a reputation in the industry to where, you know, I could perform wherever I'd like to. And not only that, just honing my craft and getting better at it. But it's interesting because I, I literally chose the most difficult path to pursue when it comes to a career and it comes to when it comes to you know the pursuit of something so difficult and that goes back to what I was just talking about about like anything that is meaningful will be difficult and I started to pursue that you know at the at the the push and motivation from my friends and family um and I always had this idea of if something like what just has recently happened, happened, you know, how I would feel. I always thought that I would feel very excited and, and very pleased with that. And in a big way I am, but in another way I'm not. In, a, in other ways I'm fearful, I think. I think because when stuff like, when, when something, when you're given the gift of a reward or you you start to reap the benefits of the fruits of your labor for me at least i struggle with first of all believing that it's actually happening believing that something good can happen in that way and secondly i struggle with it's almost it's almost as though when you when something like this happens you get this idea in your head of okay well now all the cards are on the table you're being given what you always said you wanted and then when you get it I mean this is the time this is the this is your opportunity this is your chance and I think that that can create a lot of pressure and to some degree obligation because you know essentially how I live my life now I am it's not like I'm able to buy whatever I want or like do whatever I want but to a large degree I am you know as far as doing the things every day that I enjoy you know exercise and and working out and journaling meditating yoga whatever it is I have created not only the time for it just out of discipline, but also that's the way that I've wanted to live my life. That's the, that's the, that's always been the goal for me to just create as much freedom in my life as possible to do the things that I enjoy and that I want to do and that bring me peace and, and semblances of joy. Of course, there's immense suffering and, 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 uh, you know, tribulation tied into that, but I don't know. So I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is I thought that I would be, I thought that I would be more excited than I am. And it's not that I'm not, I, I guess I'm just still processing it and I'm, you know, until it's like out in the public and official, like, I I don't really think that it's going to hit me fully yet, but I definitely am battling with the, you know, the the pressures of it a little bit. It's like, you know, I've, I've. I've worked extremely hard at becoming a talented musician and becoming one that, you know, when I step on stage, I know that I'm going to perform optimally. And at least my hope is that I am creating art that people enjoy and that they can resonate with. But then there's something else that takes place too, I think where, you know, I I struggle with, I think, I think that, I think that everybody at some point goes through a phase in their life, or maybe they go through their entire life like me, if you're anything like me, where you you have a difficult time knowing what you want. And if you don't know what you want, it's because I think you still don't know who you are. And, I, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, that I think that the pursuit of knowing who we are is lifelong. It's not like you wake up one day and you say, oh, this is me. You can definitely know what you don't want, and I think that creates what you want in a way but i don't know and, and and i was talking with somebody about this recently but this is this is something that you know just just to toy with the idea like let's just say hypothetically that you know say that you are say that you're a musician say that you're pursuing anything say that you're a, b- a small business owner or you want to start a corporation or whatever it is hypothetically speaking if you get to the highest echelon of whatever it is that you're doing you know the maximum the peak you know where where the possibility of immense fame and notoriety comes into play and not to mention like financial success. I think a lot of people aim at that. A lot of people want to be rich. Everybody wants to be famous since, I mean, not everybody that's a generalized blanket statement and I don't like those, but I think, you know, a lot of people, especially young people, they, they really resonate with the idea of fame and success. And at the core of it, Money, fame, and success are irrelevant. What is relevant is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. And I, th- I don't know. I think for me personally that I don't really think that I would enjoy fame and again, I'm just I'm just talking shit here. Like this is just all for argument's sake. I'm not saying that like these things are going to happen or that, you know, I'll ever get to that point. But hypothetically speaking, if it did happen, I've tried to think about that and I've tried to I've tried to conceptualize how I would feel if that happened. And to be honest, I just don't think that I would enjoy it. You know, I think that I want to get to a certain point where I can play for you know thousands of people or whatever but I can also walk down the street and I can blend in a little bit to where, you know, only like true big fans of mine would recognize me or whatever it is, but it's even weird just talking about it. And I I think that I'm in this headspace because, you know, for the first time in my music career, like this is like a real, you know, it's always a possibility whether you have something big happen or not, but you know, just out of the randomness of the world going back to that. Yeah. Just circling back to ideas that I didn't even fucking talk about. Um, no, but I just, I don't know. I think that people think that that's what I'm saying. I think that people, I think that we believe that we want something until we get it. And then once it's attained, then it's like, well, what do we do now? What do we do with this information? What do we do with this newfound notoriety? What do we do with this newfound perspective that we have where we actually have like a platform and a voice to reach a large number of people and make a positive impact? Now, I've said this since I was a kid. I've said this, you know, all throughout my music career. I've and and I truly believe this to be what I want out of life as a whole. It's like I want, I only really want to get to a point where honestly I can give back and help. And I don't say that to sound like, you know, to pat myself on the back as being some self-righteous, generous person. I just I just empathize with the suffering of the world. And I understand the suffering of the human condition. And I understand the, the pain and strife that people go through. And I think that for me, all I want to do is be able to get to a point where I can mitigate that for people. And I mean, hopefully through this podcast and hopefully, you know, just from the relationships I've forged and hopefully just from, you know, the things that I've done thus far that I, I really hope that I have made a, a beneficial impact on people. Um, because I just don't understand like what's the point of living life if you don't do that. I've definitely had the opposite effect on certain people. Fortunately, not as many as I've had a positive impact on. I, at least that's my hope, but you know... To a degree, people say people say you shouldn't care about what people think. And I definitely agree with that to an extent. I don't think that you should care about what people think to the degree of which it's sacrificing something about yourself that you hold dear and that you value about yourself. Um, but there's the other side of that. And if you're just this accept-me-as-I-am person, but you're actively behaving in ways that are that are not conducive to the betterment of the world and the people around you especially the ones that are close to you and that you call friends or family then you shouldn't accept yourself for who you are and they shouldn't either and they shouldn't feel obligated to do so based on the number of years you've known them or the the blood relationship that you have Um, I think it should come out of the, the way that you contribute to them feeling the, how you your attributions to their to to their enhancing their life and and I don't know I I think that that's that's kind of what I'm I think that's really all the all the, the things that I do and all the things that I try to put out into the world like that's what I really want for people because you have to do that you have to unless you want to live a life that's just full of self-indulgence and gratifying, impulsive desires, then you're not, you're, you're going to, I, I'm not an older person. I'm not a younger person either, but um, the thing that I really don't want to see happen and, and foresee in my life is getting to a point where all I can look back on are my mistakes and the things that I regret. And I think that that's kind of a, if you're a self-aware person and you tend to drift toward any any semblance of self-management, I think you're going to experience if if you're that kind of person, you're going to experience your mistakes to a far deeper level than other people do. Um, unless I think unless you surround yourself with people that A don't have boundaries and can and can let you into their life despite your catastrophe, you know, because I think that's a reflection of their catastrophe too. So, who you surround yourself with is equally important as as who you are when you're alone. If you if you surround yourself with people that only want to live for pleasure, and you might have that kind of life, but subconsciously you'll be suffering more than anybody. You know, and that and that's somewhat of the caveat towards self awareness and and fostering well being in yourself is is understanding that. You have the potential to be a horrible person, but you also have the potential to be an extremely positive person. And as uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson talks about, we we don't know the upper limit to that. You know, there's just there is this idea in the West that you know hell is a bottomless pit, and that's true. I've been to those places, you know, and, and I think to some degree I'll always be bordering on that, you know, bordering on those shadows and and trying to steer myself away from those archetypal states where I'm I'm contributing to the world in a negative way because contributing to the world in a negative way is easy you can just only look out for yourself only look out for what you're doing um not have any real contribution to make to others and and, an, and another problem with thinking critically about these things and asking yourself the honest and, and difficult questions is, is also asking yourself, "Who am I? You know we, we can point blame toward the external world and we, and we can shift our, we can shift our energy there. And that's problematic enough on its own. But if you are also inhabiting a space within yourself that is habitual suffering, then at a certain point you have to take a step back and recognize your contribution and that's the birth of responsibility as alan watts talks about shout out to alan watts may he rest in peace um and and i think that that's what i don't know i don't i don't want to act like i'm a wise person but i i do consider myself An intelligent person but I also consider myself an intelligent person who's made a lot of mistakes Um, but something I've I've been toying with recently also is how I treat myself and even with the people that are close to me and the friends around me I I I have this tendency to to talk down about myself because if I'm if I'm being honest I think that there's this part of me that never wants to come across as if I'm grandiose or that i've you know despite like what i have done i don't want to come across as a person that has to acknowledge those things in the presence of other people in order to feel validated or recognized because oftentimes you say something that you're proud of about yourself or or you say something that you that you say something about yourself that took a lot of discipline and hard work to accomplish and I think that sometimes if it's not recognized by people that matter to you, that can lead to a lot of resentment. And I, and I think that that's something that, that I've struggled with. You know, I, I have, I consider myself, by the way, like I don't want, it seems like I'm just talking about myself. but i think this is something that everybody can relate to so just for argument's sake i'm just saying i in the form of being me and and hopefully if you're listening to this or watching this that you you relate to it too but i consider myself a resilient person and a person that perseveres through the suffering and challenging times but also if i'm if i'm speaking truthfully it's it's challenging you know, con- constantly, like I saw this, I saw this meme the other day and it said, uh, it was just text, but it said, working on yourself while working on your relationship while working on your career, while working on your side hustle, while working on, you know, like just, and it went on and on. And it's extremely relatable. This hustle culture, you know, this, so we, you know, okay, we've, we've touched on what can happen in the negative you know attributing to the world in a negative way not taking care of your mental health and your physical health you know not not truthfully being open and vulnerable and and fostering the closeness necessary to to forge long-lasting relationships you know constantly indulging in the shadow archetype of 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 manipulation to get what you want or deceiving to get what you want or or having meaningless sexual interactions or poisoning yourself with, with alcohol and, and cigarettes. And, and, you know, it's not to say that those things done in moderation can't, can't be enjoyable and actually cathartic, but we've touched on the negative. Now let's touch, touch on the hyperpositive. The hyperpositive being constantly in the position of just doing and accomplishing I just I recently just watched a podcast and and was introduced to a, a woman named Nicole Lapera, and she was on Aubrey Marcus's podcast, and she talked about this a lot. And basically, her sole purpose in life is to drive people away from that state that I'm about to describe. That state being most of us who are interested in the pursuit of something big, and if we have and if we have dreams that are big and we want to have that lasting, meaningful impact and leave a beneficial footprint on the world, you can operate in the state of never allowing yourself to rest, you know, and, and that's the thing. You cannot have all of one thing all the time. You just can't, and you can't be in that state all the time. You can try, but eventually it's going to burn you out. So you know you're waking up early you're you're eating right you're exercising you're drinking enough water you're taking in foods that are high quality and clean nutrients you know you're restricting yourself you're restricting yourself from and I don't mean restricting in a negative sense I mean it in a positive sense at least for me you restrict yourself from alcohol you restrict, restrict yourself from substances that you know aren't good for you and overindulging in those things you restrict yourself from honestly like the outside world so when you don't include yourself in the world the world doesn't include you and i think over time if you're if you're constantly in the mode of doing and and giving that energy then you cannot be receptive to the not only the necessary but crucial part of receiving and i say this from a person who does not receive very well you know it, it's a big it's a big problem for me to even accept the compliment just a, a casual, everyday compliment from somebody that's just, you know, trying to tell me that something I did had an impact on them, and and uh, I think part of that comes from the just the sheer disbelief and lack of faith in myself that it could be true. But I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is that not only is responsibility the focal point of what we should be pursuing and adopting within ourselves, but we also have to be responsible to giving ourselves the gift of receiving. We have to give ourselves the receptive states in order to to rest our mind and rest our body. You know, and and there's people that, you know, there's people that make a good living, living in that state of constantly doing. Um, And I think that Again, if you want to do something of value, you have to operate in that state most of the time. Um, but I, I think that I think that I've I've realized lately, and I think that I've I've known this for quite some time. Honestly, I've known this, you know, maybe if you know truthfully, probably since I was in high school that I had a desire to to just be better all the time, you know, and and i think that when you i think that when we operate in that state another thing happens where we kind of get this delusion of grandeur where we think that we're superhuman we think that almost we have superpowers because we can do what other people can't we can wake up early and we can get in that cold shower and we can and we can journal and we can read and we can just take in all this knowledge and listen to podcasts and and you know try to foster relationships with successful people and and not only that like we take all of that on in addition to, you know, trying to be close to people because we're social creatures and we crave that. And it's a necessary physiological need of ours to be connected to other people. I mean, I have arguments against that and both for it, but I think that I feel that we can't we can't just be one thing you know human beings are so multidimensional and we're so complex and we're we're so we're so impacted by everything that happens to us and then and then even at an early age and I was talking to somebody about this too about you look back in your life and it's so crazy to think that every decision and everything that you have went through and everything that you've gone through has led you to where you are right now. I'm 31 years old, you know, and it's just, it's just wild to conceptualize even thinking about that 10 year old me. And you, and you can do this on your own too. Just like think about you know, if, if I, I would argue that most people have trauma and most people have ha- have had something deeply detrimental and impactful happen to them that changed them at a very young age. Hope I mean, I, I would hope that everybody that has gone through that has, has managed to find ways out of it. There's two ways out of it. I mean, there's 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 no escaping it. There's no necessarily a way out of it, but there's two ways to manage that. There's two directions you can go in, and it kind of speaks to what we were just talking about, the positive and the negative. Most people that deal with trauma, on one hand, realize at a very young age that unless they take control of their life themselves, then they're never going to be out. And they're just going to re- repeat what has been ancestrally ingrained in them over generations of time. So, so I, I noticed for me you know, my, my mother is a beautiful, wonderful, amazing human being now, but, you know, with her struggles when I was, when I was growing up and also my dad's struggles and he, you know, he was a severe alcoholic and he worked all the time. So I I spent a lot of time by myself. I spent a lot of time talking to myself and being very imaginative. And I also wanted to do really good in school because I thought, and I, and that's the thing is like, I never even understood until now why I was doing it. Why, why did I want to do so good in school? Why did I want to be such a disciplined child? And I think that some subconscious part of me, even at a young age, recognized that unless I, unless I achieve in school and in sports, then I'm probably going to wind up just like my parents. And, and again, by the way, like, again, like my mom is, is great now, you know, but I think when you or and you know, my dad's unfortunately passed away, but. I think when you, when you see, there's an extremely positive benefit that it had on me at a very young age where it's like, I, I never wanted to drink. I never wanted to like indulge in drugs. And I, I I never wanted to, I just didn't have an interest in it because I saw like, and recognized at a young age, like what it was doing to, you know, the people closest to me in my life. And so I took the positive route. I took the, and by the way, I'm not saying that I've never done those things because I definitely have. Um, and I've definitely gone through phases in my life where I wasn't pursuing the positive at all. Um, but for the most part, I've tried to be as consistent as possible with showing up every day and just, and just pushing through because I didn't have a choice, you know? Well, let me rephrase that. I had a choice. I just hopefully believe that I chose the right path. Um, and then there's the negative side of trauma at a young age where you're hopeless. I've experienced that too. <clears throat> um, And that's the thing is like, you, you can, you can see a person, you know, in their, in their early twenties or their thirties, or even later in their life that have become products of their parents essentially, and become just, just clones essentially of, of what they saw growing up. And. On one hand, I don't fault them for that. And I try not to pass judgment as often as I can. And on another hand, that can create a stage of perpetual victimization, which, as I've discussed on this podcast, I, I don't really buy into that idea that much. Let me read an ad real quick. The Starving Artist is brought to you by Heavy Water Coffee. With a time-honored passion for the craft, Heavy Water is selecting unique single-origin beans from all around the world and roasting them in micro batches to maintain the highest level of quality control. High in quality, small in quantity. Head over to heavywatercoffee.com. Use promo code CaseyRyanMusic at checkout for 10% off. Again, that's heavywatercoffee.com. Promo code Casey Ryan Music at checkout for 10% off your order. <clears throat> but anyways, yeah, that, that negative side of things... you know, I empathize with it. And I, I saw people I've, I've both had friends in my life and also, you know, experienced strangers in my life that I I see what they went through. And I wonder how, how they, you know, even managed to get through adolescence, let alone adulthood, because you're not given, you're not necessarily given the tools to manage those things at such a young age and you don't know how to deal with them. So I noticed for me, you know, I had outlets, fortunately, I mean, I, I was an athlete like all my life and you know it was at least something to keep my attention preoccupied and when I wasn't doing that I was skateboarding or skiing or you know playing guitar or whatever um but I think I also dealt with things a lot by lying I dealt with things a lot by just not believing they were happening and not being real with myself. And granted I was a kid, you know, but I, I mean, I carried that with me and in my twenties too, like I, I, you know, if something was, if something was internally bothering me and I could sense that thing in my gut, like that instinctual intuition that we all feel when we know that either something we're about to say or something we're about to do doesn't feel good, but then you do it anyway. And then of course, what you inevitably thought and most likely knew would happen ends up happening. And then and then what do you do then? You say you then you blame the external. I mean, I I always have tended to blame myself, which I think is I don't know to a degree it's a better way, but also that creates a big gap in your self esteem that and your confidence in yourself to do the right thing. You can only you can you can only gain the confidence in yourself to do the right thing by doing the right thing repeat, repeatedly and. I think an important distinction to be made is like this definition between right and wrong. I mean, this is a moralistic discussion, and I think that what is right and wrong is subjective and different for every person. Universally, there's things that we can agree on that are wrong, I would say, but you know, so much of the polarization that we're seeing, and especially American culture, but globally as well, is this perpetuation of one side believing that what they believe is true and and right, and the other side – thinking about things a little differently and that speaks to the the diversive and and beautiful part about being a human is like how uniquely and differently we view things but but yeah so there's there's the people that that take the negative path and i get it you know it's easier. And I, and often, like, even right now, I mean, I don't know, like I, there's a part of me that just, I'm constantly battling, I'm constantly battling the notion of whether I want to achieve and do all these things and make this <laughs> beneficial impact. And then just the other path of just not, and I'm not talking about just pursuing a life of, self-indulgence and and selfishness, but, but more so just not caring about so much about the things that I care about. And I definitely think that would be an easier life in many ways. But I think other times it would be, you know, I don't know. Then I, then, then I think like even doing this podcast, you know, it's something that I've been struggling with. It's like, I enjoy talking about these things. I enjoy having the conversation. I enjoy, you know, putting it out there and it makes me, it, it contributes to me feeling good when I do it because it's like, it's it's some part of me keeping my word that, you know, I'm going to do this once a week. You know, but like some days I just don't, you know, some days I just don't want to do anything. You know, e- even these days that, you know, I've been reading about this concept a lot too, about scheduling, um, like scheduling rest days into your schedule. And that's a difficult thing, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. Hopefully other people (laughs) can relate to this and it's not just just me, but I think that I've been operating in this state of kind of, I just haven't had that much going on up in my head, which is, which is an odd thing, but I have felt on one hand i felt less stressed and less anxiety and and just a general more sense of calm which i think correlates directly to what presence means you're not necessarily caught in between the good and the bad you're just more operating in a neutral position allowing yourself to accept more you know i th- i think that and i think that i'm not saying that i'm completely there yet but i'm i'm definitely feeling a higher degree of confidence in that area where I can I think that I'm more equipped to handle the outcomes of situations for two reasons. One, because I know that I've put in the work to do so. I've asked myself the honest questions necessary, which is an extremely extremely difficult process that I'm still doing every day. Being honest with myself about what I want, who I want and and where I want to be. you know but th- but then there's the the other side of that which is kind of just wondering what it would feel like to just disappear and i'm not talking about I'm not talking about suicide or like that like so don't don't think that i mean everybody i think at one point or another has has questioned that but more so just just deleting social media selling all my things you know and just and just existing as a, as a as a person you know as a person that's not chasing these big goals and like chasing constantly like because we've all met these people like and and I've always found these people extremely interesting and I think that it's obviously a product of their environment but maybe just a product of their own like recognizing what's important to them in an early age but you know we see these people that can just and I'm not saying they don't suffer, and this is just this is merely just like an outsider looking in, like a third party observer seeing them. These people that are just calm and they're polite and they have like a, a decent income and they have a home and a dog and they just you know, they they work the job and they spend their weekends, you know, going out in the woods and or going on bike rides or whatever it is and just just living simply. You know, it's it always it always if I'm being honest it's always felt better to me to think about that kind of life just a simple life where I'm not where I'm doing the things that I'm doing for me and where you're doing the things that you're doing for you and not not with the expectation or the hope that that something magical is going to appear out of nowhere you know and who, and who knows, like maybe I've, and maybe, maybe me and every, anybody else going through this and just thinking about these things, like maybe it's just a necessary part of that process to just, to not only excavate those feelings, but also to just go through them. If you think that's what you want and then realize it's not what you want and realize it's not who you want to be. So I don't know, maybe, maybe what's about to happen to me in the next three to six months with this new huge career shift for me. You know, maybe on one hand it might be exactly what I wanted and it might be everything that I wanted and it might just end up being like who I am. And it might be this thing where, you know, I can I can travel all the time like I used to and I can not not worry about finances at all. And you know, maybe that's the path. You know, but but maybe I'll do it and I'll I'll have this the stress of this schedule and these new obligations and these new pressures and this this new expectation of me to produce content and, and not only that, but (laughs) good content, you know, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll do that. And then I'll, I'll realize it's not what I want. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you can never know if a decision is good or bad until you do it. You know, you can, you can conceptualize what it might be like. You can think about what might happen, but you're really never going to know until you do it. And I think that also comes down to just to to risk and, and taking chances, and I think that that's probably why it's, it's so important to take those chances, you know? You know, and, and again, we've talked about this before, about being a yes man, I'm not saying that. Obviously you should say no to decisions that you know to be wrong, but I think that in the not knowing, there's possibility in the unknown there is possibility so until you do it those possibilities are going to be remain unanswered damn sometimes it happens when I'm when I'm talking out loud to myself because I mean essentially that's what this podcast is it's me just literally talking out loud to a camera but sometimes when I talk about these things it kind of sorts them out so, you know that that, may, that makes me feel good, and I appreciate you guys. You know, uh, listening. You know, and and uh, and and we're all, and that's the thing. We're all sorting through these ideas together, and and I think that if 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 you're not, that's okay. You know, but I mean, I mean, there's a there's a huge part of me that 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 wants and needs to be excited, and then there's the, the other part of me that knows. shortcomings that I need to work on there's this there's this you know there's a very famous cliche saying that I'm sure all of you have heard but you can't have your cake and eat it cake I I just said cake hey cake you know you can't have your cake and eat it too And I don't know. I think that that is actually a possibility. I think the way to that possibility and the way to that path is undeniable honesty and truth. I mean, fuck, and we all we all do this. You know, we all we all lie to ourselves. You know, and that's. Especially in the last year, that's something that I've worked really, really fucking hard on is not lying at least to myself. And there's there's degrees of this. I'm not talking about lying and like just I'm not talking about compulsive lying or pathological lying. I'm talking about saying things out loud to yourself or behaving in ways that you you know aren't in alignment with what you value and what you believe. You know, and and we all do that. Because it's so fucking easy to do it. It's so easy to to say. No, I don't. I don't think I need to tell the truth, in this, or I'll just I'll just like admit a part, of, admit a part of this, out of self-preservation, or I'll admit the part of this because I just don't want to believe it. I don't want to face it. So I think the only way to see the possibilities of life through and have a meaningful life is just. It's like if you can't be honest with other people about things and say things that you know might hurt them at least. Like, at least you can do is just tell yourself what you believe is true, you know? Because there's, there's a certain level of, there's a certain degree of which you can get away with that with other people, but that's the thing too, is like if you want to have a, a meaningful, lasting relationship with people, this is something that just fucking hit me like a bag of bricks, you know, like especially like six months ago, you know? And it's just so, it's so, it's not only a liberating feeling, but it's just you don't have to, you don't have to operate in that state of constantly being worried about what might happen if you're being honest. Because you can't control what happens. You really can't. But you you can control what you tell yourself and how you perceive things. Because because if you don't, then you're just going to end up hurting other people. You're going to end up hurting people that you love, hurting yourself in the process, and then, and then you just end up vacant, isolated, alone, and you know, I don't know. We've we've <laughs> we've covered quite the uh, a range of topics today, and I think the overall themes being adopting a truthful responsibility for the pursuit of a meaningful life adopting a truthful responsibility in order to have a meaningful life i mean as, as, as far as i can tell that's that's the only way you know that's the only path forward but um yeah, uh, just to give you guys a little update, um, I'm gonna try to have this episode out Monday. I'm not gonna promise that it might come out Tuesday, which is the 16th. But um, I'm actually moving from Tucson, Arizona, to Phoenix, Arizona, tomorrow. Um, today is Saturday. I'm moving up tomorrow, which is Sunday. But um, you know, I, I just I wanted to say thank you guys again. Um, there's some, like I said, some big things happening. Some cool things happening soon and, and I really do appreciate the support. You know, I've tried to really be intentional and, and thankful for that, especially in my gratitude practice and just being very present when I write those things out and just saying, you know, I'm just, I'm just so grateful to have support from people, even if it's not millions of people, it's, 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 it's enough, you know, it's more than enough. And, uh, I think that because I have that support and that backing that it's just, it's, it's my responsibility to, uh, to live a meaningful life and live a truthful, meaningful life. And, and I, and I hope that just whatever, whatever you guys have gone through, whether it's this week or two months ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago, and what you might go through that when you go through those things, allow yourself the freedom for those emotions to come and go, but also allow yourself the liberation of facing them with courage and honesty. And I think that's a perfect way to end this. Anyways, I love you guys and I will talk to you soon. That's it. Bye.